Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 45 of The Cheerful Cynics with me, Gaia, and Burnt Rubber, Pooch. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast and you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. Also, if you would like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at thecheerfulcynicspodcast. How's it going, Pooch? I feel good. I feel really good. It's one of those weeks, right? Meeting people in the park socially distantly or whatever the word is. Yes, and just... finally we're allowed to do that. Yeah, it's good to feel uh, human again. But I've s- I can't wait for the shops to open up. All that food, all that drink, especially all the stuff you've been drawing on your Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to actually eating and drinking these things that I'm drawing because I just draw the stuff that I really want to have at the moment. Yeah, it's good. You should start uh, actually cooking them. <laughs> no. <laughs> fine, fine. We'll just keep drawing. The drawing's good enough. Ah, oh, thanks, Pooch. Actually, while we're on the subject of arts and crafts, have you heard of Vanta Black? Vanta Black? Is that like a comic book villain, maybe? <laughs> no, but it could be actually. <laughs> Sounds like one. In 2016, there was a new pigment developed and it was called Vanta Black. It's basically a unique color pigment that was known to be the blackest pigment of black ever developed. Ooh, I didn't think there were so many different variations of black. Ah, pooch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it was just, you know, this is black paint. There it is. Off you go. No, man, it's the blackest black. So (laughs) the color black is just something that reflects very little light. So Vanta Black is one of the darkest substances known. So I think it absorbs like 99.9 something percent of visible light. It's basically really dark. Damn. I'm guessing it's like a mini black hole or something. Yeah, exactly. Actually, there's um, photos of scientists painting scrunched up tin foil, which is, you know, usually really shiny and textured. And they've got like a circle of Vanta Black painted in the middle and he looks like a black hole. Like you can't see any of the foil crinkles or anything like that. It's it's really bizarre. Oh, really? It's very strange. Yeah, it's really weird. Wow, that's that's got to go on the Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics podcast. Check it out. Yes, definitely. We'll do that. So who even came up with something like this? I mean, is there a use for it? Yeah, so it was actually produced solely by a British company called Nanosystems. And it was originally developed for um, military technologies. Ooh, Nanosystems. I don't even know what that means. It means they're very (laughs) small machines, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it makes sense to have military uses. I mean, if, if it can't reflect light, then I guess it means it's invisible, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Like in the dark, you just wouldn't be able to see it. It would just be so black that you wouldn't even know what it is. There's like no shadow casting on it. It's very strange. So what what kind of use does it have? Well, it could be used to camouflage all sorts of stuff, I guess, you know. Basically anywhere you don't want any stray light, you don't want anyone to see. That's what I need. I need that in my bedroom. My blinds are not working <laughs> in the summer. It's so bright all the time. Yeah. It's like 3 a.m. Bing! The sun's out. You can't sleep. Yeah. But yeah, I love a bit of sensory deprivation. I need this stuff. It's like you don't exist, right? In the darkness. Oh, man. I do worry about you sometimes, Pooch. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is very, it is, it's definitely really surreal though. But somehow the artist, you've probably, probably heard of him, called Anish Kapoor. He made an agreement with the company. So actually he's the only person allowed in the whole world who could use it for artistic purposes. Oh, wait. Who is this guy? Why is he involved? Is he the uh, the comic book villain? No, well, I mean, he could be in this story. He kind of is the villain in this story. But he's actually really famous. He's He's got some really impressive sculptures that are like around the UK and around the world, actually. But um, he's the guy that designed the sculpture outside of the Olympic Stadium in London. It looks like that red climbing frame. It's like really weird. And it, it's called the Orbit. Oh, that yeah, massive, I know that one. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's hideous. Yeah, some people It's horrible. Like it. it does look a bit it's, like an eyesore to some people. <laughs> it's horrendous. I thought it kind of moved electricity across the uh, the country, but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't I already don't like this guy. He is the villain. I can tell he's the villain. <laughs> yeah, no, he kind of is. Yeah, he is. Um but anyway, as you can imagine, painted thing a color really pissed off the art community i mean you know how could you do that man like imagine there's this new color that absorbs so much light but no one can actually use it because somebody made a deal to use it for his own sculptures this color is for mankind (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's like the opposite of what art is all about right it's all about sharing and creativity and also that we could probably benefit from using it outside of the art world as well if the public could buy it yeah, exactly. It goes against creativity and the spirit of sharing that the art community tends to be known for, right? It's not cool. Yeah, definitely not cool. So what did the art community do? Because I imagine they did something. Otherwise, you're not going to be talking about it on the podcast, right? Yeah, you know how it is, man. <laughs> so a fellow artist named Stuart Semple had also worked with scientists to develop really intense colour pigments. Oh, cool. Like, what's up with all these scientists working with art people? I didn't realise it was such a thing. As a, as an artist, are you working with Brian Cox? Why is it always Brian Cox with you? Why, why not? He's amazing. He is the legend. The... <laughs> he he is. I agree. I agree. Anyway, Semple had worked with scientists to create a pigment he basically called pink. And it was the pinkest pink ever created. The pinkest pink? What the hell's happening right now? Pinkest pink. <laughs> I know. What what are people doing in the world right now? Why was that required? Like, what was wrong with regular pink? I thought, you know, that's not pink enough. We need it pinkier. <laughs> yeah. What are these artists doing? <laughs> in an attempt to actually annoy Kapoor, uh, Semple made this pigment available to everyone in the world, except for Kapoor. Ah! <laughs> My kind of guy. That's the spirit. Nice. So. <laughs> But and it's really funny because when you go to his site, um, Semple's website, you can buy the pink is pink. It's about four quid for, it's like a 50 gram jar of pink pigment. But there are conditions for the sale. So when you purchase the product, you have to agree that you're not connected to Kapoor. You, you don't intend to sell it onto him or anything like that. And then it, the disclaimer ends with like hashtag share the black. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You can check his website. <laughs> oh man, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it, you know. I wonder if he ever got his hands on the pink. Well, he did because there's actually an Instagram post where he uh, had his middle finger dipped into the pink as pink. <laughs> it's a bit of a dick move though, but I mean, it's not really hard to just buy it online and then you just click the disclaimer, right? You're like, I am not in any way connected to Kapoor and then he's got it. No one's got to check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't like this guy, but maybe we can get a scientist working on the slappier slap and then we can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what would you paint in Vanta Black? I just, I don't know. It would be really cool. I mean, just seeing it on the, the crumpled up tin foil blew my mind. My mind could not understand, like fathom, how it looked like a black hole. Your tiny little brain. I can't describe it. <laughs> my teeny tiny brain. Imagine if you like painted stairs or something, you could not see anything. You can't see shadows or lights or anything. It's just black darkness. Oh, do you remember in, was it the Looney Tunes and things like that? When you have the Roadrunner and or the Coyote That's or whatever? exactly what we should use it for. Paint a tunnel <laughs> on, on a solid wall made of concrete. Yeah. It'll be like Takeshi's Castle from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will just run into that wall. It'll be amazing. Yeah, that's so good. We should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> this could be why we're not allowed to have this pigment. <laughs> what colours would you like to make? If you can, I don't know how you can even answer that. <laughs> Describe a color you'd like to see. Go. <laughs> um, 
Probably just troll everyone and do like the beigest beige, which is like the most boringest color in the whole universe. Oh, how dull. That's not beige enough. Imagine if they made Vanta black hair dye. Ooh, that would be weird because you wouldn't be able to see the bits of hair or the shine or anything. Oh yeah, no shine. It would just look like a black shape. You wouldn't be able to see anything else. What about Vanta black food dye? Like a cake? Where's the cake gone? I only see its shadow. <laughs> well, it's like visible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it doesn't vanish. But, oh, how it feels so odd just eating something that doesn't reflect any light. You can't see texture. You can't see shadow. Nothing. You'd have to like poke it just to know what it is because you wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, wow. It would it's just like... be round, but you wouldn't be able to tell it's cake. Oh, really? Yeah, that would be weird. It's like, why is there a hole in the table? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, since when did we have a well in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love a good story about revenge. That was a nice little story about getting revenge, one would say. Yeah. Although it's a bit sad that he didn't really get revenge because Kapoor actually got the pink pigment anyway. That's <laughs> and true. he still gets to keep Venter black, so <laughs> what can you do? Well, so you told me about the blackest black. Now I've got a story about the brownest brown. What? Like new colours or something? Almost, yeah. So there was one could call him an artist. <laughs> okay. And his favourite colour was the browniest brown. <laughs> okay. So these friends had fallen out. Um, and Jeffrey, one of them, who lived up in Yorkshire, thought that his friend Donald had contributed to his marriage breaking down. So kind of oh. a sad story, not great. And oh, no. Jeffrey thought Donald had basically been the cause uh, of this divorce and ruined his life. Oh, shit. Oh, that's not sounding good. Yeah, not good at all. So not good at all. So Jeffrey was so annoyed at this guy that he started storing his own poop in a container. What? What? Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> Why? Who does that? Oh, God, food. <laughs> what the hell is happening that's... right now? I so don't he... understand. <laughs> he started pooping into a container, as you do, and... He saved it up for about two months. <gasps> what? Excuse me? <laughs> two what? months. Two months. Two months. What the hell? What the hell? He pooped in a container. Why? Why would you? Why? Why would oh, you? Why would I you know. do that? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So he, <laughs> so he stored up this this uh, homemade fudge, let's call it. And he, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He kept it for two whole months. And then when he was ready, he drove all the way down from Yorkshire to his ex-friend's house on New Year's Day. Oh, fuck off. What is this? This isn't okay. What is going on with him? He, he like, <laughs> he sort of, he had it, he was, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what to say, Pooch. <laughs> so he thought about it in the what, October? And he was, oh, no. For, no, this is growth. Why? <laughs> yeah, he started his collection in November. Think about that. Oh, how disgusting <laughs> so a lot of thought and planning went into this so yes. he did a 180 mile journey with two months worth of poop in the car imagine oh, that gross dude <laughs> that must have stank imagine being stopped by the police though like what what would you say if they were like can you can we just see what's in the back of your car please <laughs> well shit it's actually shit <laughs> excuse me sir your car smells slightly odd <laughs> This is gross, man. Where the hell do you find these stories, dude? The internet. 
<laughs> this this is this is you are not allowed on the internet anymore Pooch. Oh. <laughs> can't do this oh. so what did he do with the poop like what why did this happen what was he doing i don't understand so yeah so he took this poop down um all the way from from yorkshire 180 miles later um he gets to his okay. ex-friend's house and he um got to the front door as you <laughs> okay. would got out a homemade pump which he'd made and he fed one end of the pump through the letterbox and oh Shut yeah. up. Yeah. So this is where his artistic side came in, let's say. And the poop splattered everywhere. It was pumped into his house and went everywhere inside. So, I mean, it's down oh, the hallway. God. It's up the walls. It's up the stairs. You can see a video of the aftermath the as well. Fuck? It's everywhere. There's a video? There's what a video. What is going on right now? What is happening? <laughs> I bring you the blackest black and you literally bring me the shit. What the fuck? The browniest brown. <laughs> oh my God. I'm dying. <laughs> Why is this happening? I don't understand. Imagine waking up to that though. Like you just, you know, wake up and you're like, what the fuck is going on? What would be going through your head though? Poor, poor old Donald waking up to fountains of poop in his house. It's horrible. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it. He was not at home at the time. He was on holiday. So there's no one there. So I have no idea how long this fresh poop was just lying around in his house until he discovered it when he got home no that is horrific horrendous i didn't think you'd get any worse (laughs) and then then he's like even then it's been sitting there for god knows how long that is gross obviously they caught him right how did they manage to find him though yeah well uh luckily donald had cctv around his house so they can see oh, him gosh. putting something into the letterbox and, you know, they, they knew it was him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we should also probably mention that letterboxes in the UK is like a, a slit in, the, in your front door. So it's not a standalone mailbox that people have sometimes in other countries where it's like outside of the house. This is, you could put your hand through it and you're in someone's house. Yeah. It's like, it's a hole in the door. <laughs> <laughs> so then he was, uh, he was later arrested and received a two month suspended sentence. And he had to complete 80 hours of community service. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't. Ugh, gross. This is, I can't handle this. This is horrific. Thank you for sharing, Pooj. Well, you're welcome. Thank you're you. welcome. I wonder if anyone is listening after this. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine coming back from holiday, Pooj, and, you know, he must have been able to smell that as he drove up the road to his house. Yeah, luckily, this guy didn't choose to dip his finger in it and send a picture back. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible. horrible. And now that we're now that you're in the mood, I've got another poop story for you as well. In the mood, of course you do, poop. What the <laughs> hell? I mean, this is now my reality, so I might as well get used to it. So, an Australian man was sent to prison for two years after he was found guilty of hacking into a computerized waste management system and caused millions of liters of raw sewage to spill out into local parks, rivers, and even grounds of a Hyatt Regency hotel. What? Why? That's. That's worse than the letterbox pooper. Yeah, dude. this. Oh my god. Way worse. <laughs> this is way worse. This is like the local parks and rivers. Like no one deserves that shit, man. What the <laughs> Literally. Sorry. Oh, somebody <laughs> did a pun. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> well, the district court heard that the 49-year-old had conducted a series of electronic attacks on the sewage control system after a job application he made was rejected by the area's council. What? Yeah, not good, right? And at the time, he was employed by a company that had installed the system. So he had all the inside knowledge. 
Whoa, that is fucked up though. He didn't get a job and that's how he handed rejection. He ended up getting a job somewhere else and then going absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, that's not good. What? I remember when I was looking for a job, I sent out tons of CVs, which, you know, resumes, and only like, what, a handful of people responded. Even then, I didn't go crazy and do a dirty protest. <laughs> That's fucked up. So yeah, this guy was just obsessed with revenge. Like, he made at least 46 attempts to take control of the sewage system during March and April in the year 2000. 46 attempts in a month. Dude, he needs to let it go. What yeah, the hell? Right. And so later on, so when they found his laptop, they went through it and they found all the software needed to hack into these sorts of systems. And it's kind of like, well, it's definitely him. Yeah, I know. I don't have sewage hacking software on my computer. Do you, Gaia? <laughs> no? I don't even it, know what that looks like. <laughs> it's like, imagine if it was an app that you could find on the Play Store. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, you can control. Oh, I might just play with the local sewage system. <laughs> Eject everything. <laughs> Angry turds. <laughs> This is basically biological warfare food. <laughs> Could you imagine if somebody dated him and they, they had to they broke up with him or something? How would he take that rejection? <laughs> I imagine he'd log into their electronic thermostat, you know, the ones that are connected to the internet. Oh yeah, like a nest or a hive. And just make it really <laughs> hot. Yeah, you know. You're just trying to, you know, well, I'm gonna make it forty four degrees in your living room. <laughs> That was a weird episode, Pooj. Uh, I think lockdown <laughs> has finally gotten to us. <laughs> to us? To me? <laughs> to you? You're fine. <laughs> well, thankfully, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast or get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. Bye.